Well, hello, welcome to the Mad Sounds podcast. Uh, I'm your beautiful host, as always. Um, I'm here with a, a, believe it or not, a new person. Do you want to introduce yourself? Or shall I introduce you? I'm here with a good friend, a friend of the show, Rannick Dunner. Ricky D in the house. Ricky D, yeah, Ricky in in the gaff of Ricky D as well. Um, As you've probably come to expect, the hosts and whatever we have on this is quite inconsistent. So the topics, but it's still music, so uh, enjoy. Um, Last episode, we spoke about, well, me and Owen spoke about Rom-Com by Jakey. Episode before that was a... What uh, is affectionately known behind the scenes as a filler episode? This is not because this is an episode that is potentially one way or another one of the more passionate episodes. I'd Probably. argue because I'd say so. yeah, because we're doing an artist that we're kind of doing like an overview. We've done similar things. Uh, we did a weekend episode. We kind of through the medium of a madness bracket. We did it for Tyler the Creator as well. We've done these kind of things that are yeah. Done it for beer as well. Like a enough. little evolution of a band. Yeah, kind of go through the discography, kind of not review in the way that we usually do and analyse, but kind of discuss. Yeah, and, and for, see the impact as well. Yeah. And and, like that. Well, one thing that I have noticed is when we talk about rock or indie or alternative rock, uh, we get a lot more views, so convenient. Yeah. Uh, last episode we did... So since Modest Mouse, before that, we were quite kind of hip-hop oriented. We're going back to rock. We're even going more local. And I know that certain people, uh, as Skept would say, certain man that are listening, uh, the, the grimy thing will come in later somehow. <laughs> We're talking about one of the kind of childhood favourites to British kids. Is, yeah. Uh, myself, I mean, you count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll explain that in a second. Um, kind of the, the whole indie kid thing in school, you're like, oh, we're all yeah. like... We're like Playing football, but all well, it was for me. It was like we were all playing football, but also like pure Arctic Monkeys kids. And like I had friends in school almost entirely because I liked Arctic Monkeys. All right, I, I had a bit of a different situation. Go on. But, well, but, I mean, we'll talk you, about it a bit. your schools and stuff were quite different yeah. because um, I was in England, mate. Yeah. Uh, it was in Malta, Romania, yeah. uh, Budapest, and uh, well, here as well. You heard it right. We're, uh, we're going international. We're going boys. international. Yeah, we are. Um, so, yeah, Arctic Monkeys, that's what we're doing today. But yeah. before that, one of the main things you do in the podcast, you have a little catch up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we'll see if you pass the Mad Sounds test. Oh. How have you been, Matt? I've been all right. What have you been up to? Been building a guitar. Yeah. I think that thing stands out the most out of all. Yeah. I mean, painting I, to, it wacky colours. Yeah, it's is, it is quite cool, actually. Yeah. Kind of looks like a pride flag. A lot of people have been saying that. But it's cool. It kind of looks like... It's very psychedelic. I like it. Yeah, it was mainly you can imagine like from George Harrison. Oh, to be fair, I was going to say, you can imagine it's like a young Jimi Hendrix thing. Yeah. Uh, not that he ever had a really weird guitar, <laughs> but... Um, left-handed, though. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I haven't... I, don't, I haven't had like a new person for a while, so I kind yeah, of forget yeah. that I need to uh, <laughs> explain what... So, on the same uni course, etc., blah, blah, blah. Uh, same reason everyone that's on the podcast knows yeah. me, but but we met. Well, we, we, well, we, we did actually. We before. did. Yeah, we. You're the first person I met from uni. Yeah. So that's cool. That's yeah. quite cute. It's <laughs> like a throwback, like a year and a half later. God, what was it? I was Almost hoping you move years. in as well. Yeah, you were. In fact, the day I moved in, <laughs> yeah, yes. and you're stopping. Yeah. In fact, me, you are like the fourth part to me and the host. Yeah. yeah. The other people, so Walker the and cute Luke. Gentlemen. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> We are all four of us went out on the first night of uni. That's, you know? a, that's a throwback. That is a fucking. Um, it's a weird one. Right? But we played Star Wars Battlefront we too. We did. We did. I remember that. <laughs> my mum came in my room. Shout before out to I was even like, like moved back to Scotland. Yeah, I know. My mum came in my room. and Was like, oh, are you talking <laughs> to that, that lad? You met? Ah, oh, yeah. Um, I'm glad to be fair because also one, I have a habit of saying things I probably shouldn't say. Uh, I remember <laughs> the only other out. person that I'd met uh, on the course made me kind of regret picking this uni. He dropped out. <laughs> Um, genuinely, I've never met him. Do you yeah. remember? I don't want to say his name because I feel bad. He'll never listen. I don't think I have him on anything. We'll do a beep over it. Hey, can you bother doing that? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he made me want to leave. I never um, met him. Yeah, no, me neither, mate. He wasn't in my <laughs> class. He, um, I, I tried talking to him because when one of the things you do, you yeah. know, you're doing a music course, you go, you're right, my man. What music you into? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you know, you expect, like, oh, you know, I'm into fucking Dizzy Rascal. Oh, I listen to like squealing cows getting slaughtered. Do you know what I mean? You expect something. Yeah, but yeah. No. Do you play an instrument, mate? 
Not really. Like, what? <laughs> I fucking weird oh, one, but I, yeah. I, I never met him, never saw him, I don't think. This was all over message. Um, I think I spoke to him. I cannot remember. We don't have... know what he looks like. Yeah. Well, no, he doesn't even have a bit emoji on Snapchat. Like, that's how like, mysterious he is. Well, yeah, uh, this is getting very sidetracked from... Yeah, we've also got beer. Yeah. Got some Peroni. Uh, go check out the um, the beer tier list episode. Oh, Pre-promo. Well, yeah. actually... Free promotion right uh, there. One thing, I can announce this. You might be listening to this. It might not be yet, but you might be listening to thinking, huh, they've got an ad. Yes, we are now um, eligible for ad reads on Spotify, as in the viewers and the amount of episodes we put out and the, like... Uh, the interaction and the yeah. promotion we do all the stuff we've got has now I mean to be fair considering I wouldn't say we're a particularly successful podcast <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll tell you uh, I'll kind of announcing it to everyone not that anyone gives a flying fuck but we've quite significantly passed the threshold for what is the minimum to get ad reads so we're currently waiting for a Spotify given ad read and the app that we used to use to distribute Anchor is now Spotify for podcasters. Oh. I won't say any more because if I have an ad read, yeah. then I'm sure you'll hear more about it then. Yeah, well, you can think a beer to that. It's pretty good, isn't it? I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> no, that's quite good. Thank um, you. Um, another thing? Oh, shit, hang on, hang oh. on, hang on. The beer's <laughs> overflowing. It's coming. Oh, no, no, we're good. We're good. Look at the head on that. No. Not the first time I've said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> podcast going good. Uh, music, loving it. Now, another thing we like to do before we kind of go in, I used to have this thing where I do the Mad Sounds Hall of Fame, which I ripped off Jack, mate, but put a musical <laughs> twist on it. Uh, we also <clears throat> did have a film club for one episode, and then uh, you know what happened there. Uh, so kind of, the, yeah, one thing I like to try and do is kind of gauge what the guest yeah. is about. So you make music? Yeah. I'm... Actually, half the reason I'm here today. Yeah. Um, it's just... Uh, rock kind rock. of well, more, well it, I hate using the term indie because indie yeah, isn't really a thing that you should yeah. it's individual music yeah I don't like it, that it's not really a genre it's, it's especially because what it began as it's meant to be became odd, more, weird odd yeah. like something that isn't something yeah. that isn't like um, yeah like and labeled over the last like 10 years if you kind of look at what was considered indie late 2010s and look at what's considered indie now it's basically yeah. someone made this pop song and called it indie pop, and then yeah. that kind of gradually transferred. So indie now, thanks to Doss Cinema Club, um, <laughs> good band. But oh god, right, we're gonna have a lot of throwbacks here. So what have you been listening to recently? Oof, what have I been listening to? Well, we have quite different music tastes. Yeah. Well, no, That's... we don't, but we do. Well, I don't think you can count the Eric Cartman poker face version. I think you can actually. Can I? Yeah, great song. Oh. Uh, well, we we've obviously listen both to listened to Some Arctic Monkeys. Uh, well, yeah, for t- today specifically. T- for today specifically, but uh, still going quite stroke strong. You know, I've just seen a Shed Seven song. Yeah, uh, I want to shout them out because uh, they're from York, and my sister's favourite band ever. And she met him in the Tesco there, which is really weird because I always forget that they're not like a huge band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers have been nice. quite a new one that I've been getting into. Just. They're an odd one. I wonder why. different. Sam? Yeah. I've shouted him on here before. Mainly, yes. Yeah, you'll be listening, my boy. Um, what else? There's nothing too too new, okay. I'd say. Well, it's just, one it's thing... just more of a deep diving into bands, like, uh, well, like a bit more Nirvana, new. a bit more yeah. David Bowie, stuff like that. Just like it's going, Bowie. I'm big into going to... Uh, I'm trying to find if there's any weird ones I can find. Just, have you listened to some albums and stuff? Uh, I recently got the Heroes 45th anniversary. Heroes is good. Yeah, um, I quite like that album. I recommend, have you ever listened to Diamond Dogs in full? I don't think right, so. Right, it's one of his more fascinating listens yeah. as a record because, don't get to talk about David Boy much on this podcast, but it's very fascinating listen because Diamond Dogs was originally intended to be a nine, you know, 1984 by George Orwell, yeah, obviously yeah. probably one of the most famous books ever. Also, great book, um... I like me some George Orwell, but Diamond Dogs was meant to be a 1984, um, what do you call it, a musical. Oh. And George Orwell's, but he's dead at the time, yeah. his wife was like, no. But if it's interesting because there's actually a lot of remnants of that 
still on the album. There's the so track literally Big Brother yeah. and 1984. There's a it's a it's a very interesting album. It's good. Oh. It's mainly just like a bit of Paul Weller, No Gallagher. No Gallagher's released on YouTube. Celeste. Oh yeah, tonight, tonight, yeah. I I popped on the radio and that was on. I was like, I that's, like Celeste. That's, that's, that's very good. Um, one of the few times I do pop the radio on, yeah. and can stand what's on it. Well, I mean, Celeste's um, very it's soul. It's very very pretty. Very. Good. I had studied soul a bit in. Nice. Soul's like, a good genre. My first ever music year that I remember because that's nice. when I got interested in music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. I've been listening to quite a lot of Beck, so I've been. Delving back into anti-folk, which yeah. I love. It's just so funny to me that it's like, I like folk a lot. I'm big into my fleet foxes, all that shit. But for some reason, anti-folk is just... It's not never a genre that's particularly captured me. Yeah. But just the kind of... It's not necessarily just Beck, but I, I just mellow gold by him. It's just funny. It's a folk, technically a folk record. And the first song is a lo-fi rap song about being a loser because he can't rap. Fair That's enough. a bit like me. <laughs> we have fun. Another well, it's not really getting into it because I've been to him for a while, but getting back into him is Elvis a bit. Nice, um, interesting. It's not because of the film. Do you know what's a fun game? What? Go on Genius, right? Yeah. Try and find the song that Elvis wrote. Oh. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Just go through his song credits. It's just like written by not him. No. All perf- obviously all performed yeah, by. Yeah, but yeah. it's just it's so funny. See, there is like. I think there's a couple, yeah. Yeah. Uh, None of the best ones, though. No. But that's not a bad thing. No. I mean, well, if you look at the pop industry in today's world, most of the top Nothing wrong with using songwriters. Nothing wrong with it. There isn't. In fact, an album I've been listening to a lot, one I'm going to try and force you to listen to after this episode, uh, Slow Tie's new album, Ugly, which stands for You Gotta Love Yourself, which is quite funny because it's (laughs) called Ugly. Um, It's it's beautiful. It's fucking amazing. It's probably going to be the best album this year. It's... A mixture of post-punk and industrial hip-hop and indie rock. It's very fucking cool. Uh, Because he does a lot of it. A lot of it has a feature, or is written with... There's a lot of other people. Uh, You know Fontaine's DC? I don't think so. Irish punk band, they're kind of up and coming as well. Maybe not anymore, but they were a few, like a year ago. But um, I think they're established now. But great band. Um, They, one of their... People from them's on it. There's a, so this singer who's like he's on band camp, so he's not particularly big, but he's got a beautiful voice. He almost sings like Jack Fagan. <laughs> uh, hint for next episode, by the way. Goliath. Uh, yeah, he's coming on. I'm interviewing him. Or a deep dive at Meditech, wherever how pronounce it. <laughs> and he um, kept him backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a great album. Yeah. There's a, so this like songwriter that he's got on has he has like hooks and stuff, but it just the way it blends different stuff together because slow ties thing is that he's very particularly more recently he's he likes to blend aspects of his personality so there is a lot of depressing shit there's a song where he talks about his therapist for a minute right and then he's like i don't even know what i'm paying for and then the lyrics after it are uh work so hard i deserve not to give a fuck uh getting head while i titty fuck <laughs> but so like one of the things that makes him so cool is yeah. because he blends his anger and he's just well he's he has a way with words yeah and also emotional vulnerability yeah, it's yeah. good but well, we're getting beside ourselves hmm. what, uh, how long are we in now oh this might actually be a mad sounds record for how much this uh, just uh, hit the 15 minute mark of okay no ago. we're about on the record for how yeah. us to get into an episode the right. fucking arctic monkeys the arctic monkeys that's what we're talking about today from Al High Green uh, <laughs> yeah um, also known as the death raps yeah I mean <laughs> that's a deep dive no that is we'll get to that though because we will definitely cover that album well you know fit for yeah, yeah. Can, was that a suck it and see single uh, no, no, where they, they have a song that's technically oh, a death ramp song. Second yeah. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that. I've got, all that I've shit. got and, and vinyl up there. That is quite weird, but we'll, uh, cool. Uh, I think... <laughs> of all is it that have. one that I can see? Probably, because I did put it on today. Yeah, there you go. There we go. There you go. That's quite, it's quite cool, actually. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So, Arctic yeah. Monkeys. An indie <laughs> band? Uh, they're not. Uh, they're literally not. They've 
pretty much always well, been signed to a label. <laughs> yeah. But, right, so, should we talk about Garage this? Garage rock band, initially. Yeah. Should we talk about their kind of comeuppance? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll bounce off each other a bit, so, yeah. I'll, um, so, Sheffield, yeah. what, well, they all, Alex Turner's parents are, one of them's a musician, or does he uh, I know that there's, there's one's a, a music can, teacher. Yeah, there think, you go. I think the mum is a music teacher and the yeah. dad plays piano, some, yeah, something, something like around that. that. And it's funny so because it's he can been... technically, well, he can speak like I think French, and in the Lash Yard of Hobbits version of Le Cactus, oh, which is like yeah. a very well-known funny French song, he sings it so weirdly for someone that can speak. Besides the point, two thousands is like two thousand two or some exactly. shit. Exactly, right? I was about to say. I was Thank about to ask you. you some trivia if you knew what year they formed. <laughs> also, this this episode just yeah. going to be so two thousand two. Uh, I believe did they not come about? There's two two things. One of them is that they were just bored. And the reason for the name, yeah. I believe, is the guitarist. Is it Jamie something, the guitarist? Uh, I can't. J- Jamie Cook. Jamie Cook, okay. Yeah. The reason they called that Addict Monkeys is because he thought it was a cool name. Yeah. But, but did they not get instruments for Christmas or something? Yeah. A lot of the members, and that's, yeah. That's how it started out. Uh, none of them were... None of them were trained. I didn't think they liked the name Arctic Monkeys. No, until, they still don't. Until, until but we'll get, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get that to that's that. quite a bit. Until we get there. Um, oh, we might not even get to it today. Yeah, this might be a two-parter, possibly. It almost definitely, which is mental, because what we're talking <laughs> well, about is we are yesterday. talking about 20 years. Well, no, because <laughs> until that point, is it, it's like seven years. So well, from when their yeah. first album came out until the point that that person said that about the name, that's yeah. like seven years. He's 2006 yeah. to 2030. That's fucking mad. Yeah. Anyway, go on right. then. Where do we start? Um, well, usually, so uh, one thing that's kind of worth mentioning, since we're going over the whole discography, technically their first project um, is Beneath, beneath the Boardwalk. Board Got it right here. Uh, thank you. It's not really a project. The, the, I don't even think they called it that. I think well, do you that know was what the fans had called it because it was in the Broadwalk. Well, well actually, well, they're often cited as the first band that came, came up, up from the from internet. Which, MySpace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they used to share it about and they gave this CD a They just gave free, yeah. free CDs, yeah. But, and I think there was like Beneath the Broadwalk somewhere written on it or something like that. I think like that was the venue. That, I'm pretty sure it was a ve- one of the venues they played at, which they just started na- yeah. naming it that. And I mean, it's a fast track but, because this happened and then... Like, like overnight, more, basically. Well, I mean, literally within yeah. months, they were playing a... a one of the stages at Glastonbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Within way the, yeah, too yeah, high yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was funny because they had to do cover songs on yeah, it. Yeah, because they didn't have. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. And they had to pull out every single B side as well. Yeah. Like, ev- like some of the B sides that you hear. And like, even some. F- I don't even think some of them were. All, well, they weren't all released by then as well. Yeah, and which I mean. Mad. Yeah, some of the B sides. I mean, there's some good ones yeah, on yeah. the first album, but there is some not so good ones. <laughs> well, there's some of them that they just. You, they just threw in there yeah. to fill up a B-side. Yeah, which is mad. Yeah, but but it's still, like, relatively decent, to be honest, like, compared to what you can hear. For what they'd been doing, I, think, I mean, for the time and stuff, yeah. I think it, they were just really young Do you and know what, had I, a lot of time and yeah. just had a lot of energy to put into it, and that's one, probably what happened in the first oh, yeah. two years. Well, one of the biggest things that kind of made, I mean... Critically, Arctic Monkeys are in a weird position. Yeah, because oh, particularly right now. They'll, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> since this album to be yeah. fair it's been weird because their popularity hasn't been equal it it's very um particular so a lot of sources and things that are from other countries yeah don't necessarily but it's hard to gauge because they this is a unique the the likes of gorillas and Tyler the Creator have the same fan base as Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, yeah. Bear in mind, gorillas literally have law, as in, like, virgin law. <laughs> I can't say that, that's horrible. No, as in, like, nerd law. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. have a story. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys the have animes. the same level of fan base. Yeah. You said anime. <laughs> is yeah, it, is it Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. What about the gorillas? Yeah. It's not anime. Well, like, no, anime is the specifically... More. Well, one of them is based on. Yeah, anime. that's what. that's what more that I think about. Yeah, noodle. Um... Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know nothing about anime. <laughs> I know a little while I spoke. Oh, not no, we're not, no, we're not, we're not going to so, go on a tangent. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. So they first, we'll kind of go through the discography. Yeah, well, the beneath the Broadwalk had eighteen demos on it. Fuck, I about know that. an hour long altogether, which is mad. And they had quite a lot of songs in it that would reappear. Yeah. 
not all of them on the main album, but as B-sides mainly. Okay. Because, well, the first track on it, I believe, is A Certain Romance. That's, see, that's but freaky because I really I've always diff- thought... Like, it's not really different. It's just Well, I've always thought that that is probably the most impressive song yeah. off their first album in like I, a musical sense. Yeah I, yeah, I think I could agree. Well, most people who don't like Dar the Monkeys like that song. Yeah, there's a couple that will counter early on yeah. that people have that opinion of. Yeah. But that's because what made it so good is it was garage rock, there was yeah. energy, there was impact... And potentially the most kind of the thing that I think you can agree, the reason my I kind of latched onto it so yeah. much, and the reason my obsession has, well, it's not so strong now, but it lasted fucking years, is Mine's because the good. lyrics. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, it's, en- the, it's energetic. There is the influences of the music, especially, is quite varied because we'll get into it later, but there is hip hop, rock, garage. A There's a lot of. in there as well. Yeah. Because of Jamie Cook. He exactly. Was, I, I, no particular, I'm pretty sure he was inspired by, what's his name? Eric Clapton was part of originally. Oh, the is birds. It? Yeah, the birds, yeah. sorry. No, no, that honestly, Never, is it, why is it spelled like that? It, 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 my dyslexic brain does not no, that's compute fair. with that. Speaking of Eric Clapton, I'm just going to air this out. John Mayer is the best guitarist ever. Yeah. Moving on. Um, don't, just, we'll talk about that off. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing a full episode dedicated to that because I will never change my opinion. Right. So, there's just... The, the musicianship, Early Arctic Monkeys, is fascinating. Yeah. It's loud, it's fast. The lyrics... Now, this is another one of the... It pisses... I hate this, but... Because all the bands that came out of this time were like, oh, I didn't want to be the singer. But, mm. uh, was, uh, uh, here's a quote. Uh, Alex Turner had a way with words, is what they said. <laughs> the band said. Um, I don't know how I remember that. Fuck me. Um, well, they had, a ri- they had a different singer they, for a while. They did, yeah. Yeah, but he fell out with the band or something. Yeah. So, and then they ended up with... Yeah, which is quite a... F- One thing worth mentioning, actually, the bassist on this album, this is the only album that has a different lineup to the rest of the discography. Yeah, Andy Nicholson. Yeah, uh, later on became a bass player for Reverend and the Makers, another yeah. great Sheffield band. Uh, I think my brother's actually just gone to see them. <laughs> so, shout um, out that. Yeah. I may have missed that, actually, I can't remember. don't know. Um, yeah, well, I mean... There was a bit of controversy with him in the group, Oh, actually. yeah? Yeah. Go on, then. Well, apparently, like, the public, um, like, statement made was that he didn't want to be part of the group anymore, but mm. he's recently come out in that interview where he's saying, like, well, no, it wasn't like that. They basically asked me to leave the group, and I'm pretty sure paid him out of it. Damn. And then replaced him with Nick O'Malley. Nick O'Malley, who... Who they met, I think, a few weeks before this, yeah. I mean, and basically just nicked him from the band. Nick O'Malley said that he oh. learned it like overnight. Yeah, all of the bassline. Yeah, lines. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad because his basslines are I fantastic. Pref- but imagine some of the Arctic Monkeys, like because not many bands, right? Not many bands don't change. Like, yeah, see yeah, Nirvana, yeah. they changed their lineup for eight times. Um, well, Oasis. Oasis, I was about to say. I mean, even How the Beatles tra- ch- <laughs> changed it at one point. Like, there's a lot of most bands. I mean, yeah. the, the Cure are the worst for it. Uh, King Crimson, one of my favorite bands. There is one member of it, and the rest of it just rotates every album. Yeah, yeah. Point being, uh, because it's one of those bands that doesn't particularly change lineup wise. So you kind of they they work very well as a musical unit. It would be fascinating to hear what the original bass player would have done, but also. Yeah. Ah, it just he, it's good. The bass lines are one of the best things yeah, about this yeah. band. If you look at him though, like the the main argument why why he was kicked out was because he just didn't look like the others basically. That's like he was a lot older. That's rough. He was a lot older, a bit bigger, and it wasn't going where they uh, corporate basically wanted it to go. That's so, rough. Uh, apparently, he just walked into a meeting where all the other members were just looking at the floor, all quiet, while the corporate guys were speaking. You know what? That's rough, but also, one I'm not surprised it's a big label, but also Domino was, of all labels. That's it was, bad. It was two thousands as well, though. Where yeah, I know. Domino, all the cor- all the labels just took advantage of. I'm pretty 100%, sure. Hundred percent. But Domino are quite a nice label. Yeah, typically. Well, they're still one of them. my favorite artists ever. Who is one of the things I like about Domino is that they have. Huge bands, Arctic Monkeys, then they have medium bands, Franz Ferdinand, and then they have some of the best, literally one of my favourite artists ever, Rich Dawson, who I think he sells, like, 
thousand an album or yeah. something, which is fucking mental. Uh, fair. Um, anyway, yeah, so... God, we've given so much background. Oh, he's opening it into the... Mic. Yeah. So much background. It's About. the first album. Yeah. Ronick, right. I've got to tell you something. Well... Whatever people say I am... If you want to be exact, that's what the doing. single came out first. Oh, well, I suppose we will. In fact, do you know what? I want to talk about the singles yeah. because there is at least one B-side off the first album and the second album has better B-sides. Yeah. One B-side off the first album I want to talk about specifically I think is I know the first exactly. single I Bet You Look On The Dance It is for. in 2005. Convenient. It's 2005. Oh, I, I believe... Bet, uh, um, <laughs> it's just up my tongue. Yeah, there we go. sweetheart. I better off without her anyway. Yeah, there you fucking go. love that song, mate. It's right. So I bet looking the dance floor is a, a punchy little song. It well, references. It references a oh, shit ton of it things. It does, but it's good. It again. It's sweats. just got good groove to it. It does not. It's, it's a hard song. It's got quite poppy lyrics. I bet you look good on Somewhat, dance floor. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. say, and that's why it was just marketed it's, it's so kind well. Kind of satirical in it. Yeah, because but, uh, so we didn't get into the lyrics. Yeah, it's Alex Turner writes lyrics from a viewpoint I respect. Later on, it's a bit different, it's yeah. similar. But this album specifically is written from a well. I'm pretty sure all the bands had like. I'm pretty sure Matt Helders had helped a lot with <clears> the lyrics. <throat> if when I'm the not goes down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll get to that because that <laughs> song has this song is a lot more jovial. Yeah, it's um. Tale of a Night Out, but it's again, it's compared to modern music, right? Now, I think I've expressed my love for trap music on this podcast <laughs> enough. I like modern music, yeah. But one of the things you get, right, is you get a lot of songs with lyrics about lean and drugs and stuff. Now, yeah. as a young person in the UK, but obviously kind of northern England, but even at times when I didn't have experiences similar to that, there are certain elements of the lyrics that you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, I've not many. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't do much. But <laughs> there's a couple of gigs I went to where you had kind of... One was in Teesside Uni-ish. It was kind of near... It was like a bar near it. <laughs> uh, and you would just kind of spectate, and you'd get even 10, 15 years after that album came out, you could see... Like, what he's talking about yeah, still exists. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of it. The lyrics are very specific, but they're very... They have their audience, and they do the job well. Yeah. Now, Bigger Boys and Stone Sweethearts. Yeah. I just said, but it look most, on Dance Floor is hard. I think it's the most underrated song. I like know. Like the it. early stuff, to be honest. 100%. Yeah. But, but look on the Dance Floor is hard. Bigger Boys and Stone Sweethearts. It's weird. It is weird. It's but kind of more poppy. I yeah, guess. it's less rough, less hard. The lyrics are funny, but it's storytelling. Story, yeah, uh, a bit creepy. I think this, this is quite. I think creepy. I like the perspective of it. So though. no, so I love it. It's how, a brilliant song. Yeah, yeah, I like how it changes at the very end to his point yeah. of view. It's That's, it's so catchy. Yeah, there is, like you know. Quite a lot going on in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. It's a fucking beautiful, not beautiful. It's a fantastic <laughs> song. It's catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah. The lyrics are funny. Uh, it also, right. This is one thing I always think. Maybe less. Well, definitely less so later. But you can tell they didn't play guitar and stuff for yeah, very I, long. I was gonna say less that, like, so it, with the drumming. It weirdly, is a bit impressive how fast they pick. Oh it up yeah, but it's weird the because they play that with the drumming. It's always been at a very high level. Oh, Not yeah, that the yeah, guitar yeah. isn't on this song, yeah. but the solo on this song is... I love it, but it's so dumb. Because, like, it's just not... Te- it sounds good. It's yeah, not yeah. technically impressive. It's, yeah. just, it's weird to see a solo in this kind of view. Yeah, yeah. When other bands but that I'll... were going about at this time, like the Pigeon Detectives and the Libertines, were coming out with fucking mental solos. Like, yeah, yeah. considering. Uh, but... I think that's kind of what makes it stand out. I think it's quite stroke-influenced. Oh, that. well, we didn't even mention uh, that. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't mention influences uh, like that. The strokes. Like, yeah. Yeah, just wants to be one of, like, one of the strokes. I just wanted to be one of them. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, um, moving on, next single. Well, When the Sun Comes Down. Uh song about a prostitute. Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. Which is another reference. To the police. To the police. 
Sting, the most underwhelming name in music. I like when the sun goes down a lot. In fact, That's when probably I one of my favorite tunes, and I think it's a tune that got me into the Arctic Monkeys, to be honest. Honestly, fair. Well, uh, this is the song that got well when I started. Oh, fuck me. I started playing bass guitar in secondary school. Yeah. And this is the song that got me into playing bass. Fair enough. It's a bit. This and another one. Yeah. The other one's actually quite hard to play on bass. Is this one hard to play on the bass? I've never no. played it. It's it's it's, it's basically weird, it's the guitar, guitar one. Yeah. It's essentially just the guitar riff. Yeah. And then I, I wouldn't say it's hard on guitar. It's just fast. But that's why I used to like. Uh, fake, uh, not get. We'll talk about the song on top of the album. I used to yeah. practice that a lot as well. Yeah, it's well, it's still one of my practice routines. It's a great, great yeah. one. Uh, so I don't have anything to say about B sides or anything for this one. Um, I think uh, seven is on this one. I think so. Yeah, which and people like. There's there's one song on it. I can't remember which one it's called though, but I quite like it. It's just slipped my tongue. Uh, I wish I had the CD here, but it's at my house. My dad's, so... Well, that's okay, because... Yeah. The, was there another single? Uh, well, I believe the next one was the album release. Well, 2006, do you have yep. the date? I don't have the exact date, no, I just have the year. Well, 2006, whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not. Uh, groundbreaking album. Uh, broke the records for it World's did. Fastest Record. It After did, which... first one, I think... To beat the record after Oasis beat it. Yeah. With and Morning Glory. Yeah. And that record stood for quite a while. But Until this album, came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this album's great. It's fast. It's raw. It's got good storytelling. It's got some yeah. good bass lines. It's got some funny lyrics. The, lay the layout of the album is brilliant as well. Cause oh, it's very, very good, like, yeah. Right, right Shield, like, it, starting off, like, nice and fast. Yeah. Then picking up, and, like, slowly slowing down. And I think it's something they proved better on the second album. Well, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Yeah, uh, yeah this, this album's very good. It is undeniably one of the greatest, I'd say. It's not my favourite Arctic Monkeys album. It's not my favourite either, but uh, I think it's quite a brilliant. It's very fucking good. I listened to it in full when I said I was going to sample some songs off each album <laughs> in rehearsal for this episode. I accidentally listened to the full album, yeah. singing every single lyric. It's the one album I actually didn't listen to. That's first one. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I... I yeah. roughly know quite well. That was why I didn't want to listen it. to it all, but it happened anyway. Uh, it's cool. It's very fast. It's raw. It's just nice. It's catchy. Yeah. Funny lyrics. It's got, uh, it's got its own sound as well. There's I these think. two bounces and one of them's all right. The other ones are scary. And... Yeah, there's some funny lyrics. Yeah. It tells tales of nights out, drinking, bands. Fatal San Francisco has one of my favourite lyrics ever, including RPS. Don't <laughs> yes. fucking. Uh, in, yeah, the um, the what is it? The banks. The the, the band was fucking wank. Yeah, that yeah. just it's that whole verse. Basically, Fit Till San Francisco is a story of him going to a gig, uh, where the band's shit, and it, yeah. but it's all about there's like lyrics that are like, um, it's about some guy's girlfriend. She was like, oh no, they're really good, and then he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's a proof that love's not only blind but deaf. Yeah, yeah, it's that clever. Lyric, it's clever. Lyric. It's very good. But yeah, this was a very. I mean, critically. I think, especially overseas. Yeah. I mean, somehow this is probably the best performing album, critically. Not I, commercially, critically, in terms of reviews that I've read, yeah. kind of pitchfork. Well, I've, heard, I've, heard, I've read a lot of reviews, like early reviews, of people hating it. Oh, really? As well, yeah. Just like on like random YouTube videos, sometimes you'll see a comment, and then like, the YouTube video will be out like when it happened, basically. And it'll just be like, these are... This is supposedly the, the the like the world's greatest band right now. Yeah. Compared to Pink Floyd, they're shite. I'm like they're it's quite funny. they're very different things. <laughs> now Arctic Monkeys are very well established, so we don't yeah. get that. It's actually you know it's, people it's compare funny bands reading, to Arctic Monkeys. Reading the views, yeah. the reviews are like they're going nowhere. I can't see it going up another month. Yeah, literally. And then like, twenty years later, to basically. a point where they make the music they make now they and pick have, what they want. They yeah, want but be. they still have they still like. Biggest. Compare their monthly well, listeners like, to things like Coldplay, who make music almost always the for time. the sole yeah. reason of commercial. Yeah. Like Coldplay like, write pop music. Corporations like with other bands and. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of art. Arctic Monkeys just do bits, man. Yeah. And also, even sometimes like a member will do something like 
Hal Lewis has his solo career. Alex Turner will go do something in another album. Yeah. Like he has a few cameo experiences in some albums and stuff like that, or does producing for something. Yeah. But they don't really do that much anymore. They're very and quiet. Yeah. I, I f- fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, if you look at the they first... They always have been. We'll, we'll be going over it a bit more, yeah. but in the first two years, they were just non-stop. Well, it was gigs and stuff. Yeah. And funnily enough, everywhere. when this album came out, they went on a tour. Yeah. And while on said tour, they wrote that EP. Who and the, it, it asked the question everyone had been wanting to know. Yeah. Who the fuck are Arctic Monkeys? Yeah. Who not, the fuck not are? Not the Arctic Monkeys. No, because that's not the name. That's not They're the not name. the Arctic Monkeys. They it's are Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys. They are cold and they are monkeys. Yeah. Brr. Um, it's... Well, there's, a, there's one thing we forgot to mention. Is yeah. Leave Before the Lights Come On. Oh, was that after? I'm pretty sure it was well, released. I mean, was that before? Um, it has, um, the timeline's a bit... It, it's... The thing is, the one song that I probably have listened to the most of it isn't, like, the, the, an original. It's Baby, Baby I'm Yours. yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just kind of a goofy... It is just good, though. You know, it is really good. It's sweet. Uh, Matt Hilda it, sings on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've got another guy sing on it as well. Like a yeah, they do. Cameo. There's not much out I can't remember his, his name, though, but... It is just a nice little song. It is, it's cute. And like, it's so different, is what I love it's about weird, it. It's weird, From mate. everything else up to that point. Yeah. It's just like ballady. It's it, uh, It's kind of like... like a, it's a pop song. Yeah. It's a guitar, like a kind of acoustic pop song. You, yeah, you know what I there's mean. There's just like so much vocals on it. Is yeah, that I think it's what so throws weird. it off. It's so good, though. I like it. It's, it's, it's just an odd song, but... Yeah. It, I love I love like when bands do that when they just release something completely different. That's probably why I like bands so much. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's cute. Yeah. Um, now, and then who the fuck are our monkeys? No. No buses. One of the best songs. Oh, it's just. I, oh, I'm pretty sure. Chords. This is like one of my all-time favorite EPs because it's just a brilliant piece altogether. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, but. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It, it, no, it really is good. Well, it um, just tells like a really good story. It does, and and then ending the ending is just yeah. The fact that they made it while playing gigs and stuff. Is, yeah, it is a very nice. It's good. I like, it shows I like the sound of it as well. It sounds quite rough mm-hmm. at times, but I kind of like no, that. No, yes, yeah, it, it works for what yeah, the overall message is. It does, and again, it was good that kept the fans already. Yeah. Because I believe that was next up, we had the rollout for the next album. Is that is that correct? Well, did it not come out a year later as well? It, yeah, came out two thousand seven. But you had the lineup of singles before. Yeah, well, sorry, that, this, yeah. the rollout. So ah, this came out. Yeah, fans sorry, were like, yeah. "Oh my god, yes, this is lovely, brilliant EP." And then they were like, "Oh, do you know what? We're gonna prove Rev it. Rev the engine oh. even more." Yeah, and exactly. Just basically hard down, make what was like. Uh, rocky and hard hitting even more and then and also the lower parts lower as yeah. well like the just expanding the, everything yeah making funky bits funky groovy bits groovier hard harder yeah like my just cock. fucking um, like punching it even so machine even more what's the first single Brainstorm. <sighs> this is one of those songs excuse the silence this is one of those songs pre-real as previously mentioned that people that don't like Arctic Monkeys like this song yeah I'd um, say so no they do uh, I mean my me old shout out uh, fuck shout out the 100 Horrors podcast if anyone's happens to have listened to it it's funny as my media teacher um, I respect the man I won't get into it but I respect him a lot he's got a very good podcast as well they just did a live show alright friend oh, of I, I can call him a friend it, yeah. of the show we talk, well, we, we don't talk. I mean, the, our podcast account interacts with his podcast <laughs> account. Friend of the show. Uh, even he likes it, and he's not into Arctic Monkeys at all. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't actually... I think that might be one of my favourite singles. Because I'm trying to think, is, which ones are on this? Well, it's, I can never remember the names when I need to, but it's got that um, rapper in it. Right, good. I was thinking it was yeah. this one. So, now... I've been very into the Dizzy Rascal at the Temptation, minute. Temptation. So, Boy that. in the Corner is one of the best albums ever made. 2002, Dizzy Rascal album, 2003, so I don't give a fuck. Grime album. After this, Dizzy Rascal kind of went in a bit of a spree. It became yeah. poppier and poppier. Yeah. But 
the thing is, he's always been very liked and he's always had a lot of success and he's a very unique voice. Now, Arctic Monkeys are basically flexing the guns uh, and, and got Dizzy Rascal on a track and they performed it live in Glastonbury. with Dizzy Rascal. In Glastonbury yep. as well. Like, and, and they went in like a year. This I th- They that, went that, from playing... Was that like, before they even released... Yeah, it was before they released the song. Cause that was, yeah. It was 2006. Yeah. They're, so they were playing... They were headlining, weren't they, at 2006? Yeah, they sure. were. Because they had a massive I set. think it was the second... Do you know how there's two stages? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they were the main headliner for like the second stage. Yeah. It was that early on. I remember, they, I'm pretty sure they did every single track they could. Yeah. And they played Temptation Greets You Like yeah, Your Naughty yeah. Friend featuring Dizzy Rascal. The only feature bar Miles Kane they've ever had. Yeah. Like, oh no, there's one other one, Richard Hawley, shout out my oh, man. yeah, that's later, that's later. Yeah, that's yeah, later. That's much later. I'm, I'm excited at the rate we're going. We're going to get to my favourite album. Yes. Um, <laughs> then, yeah. I think after that is probably one of the most interesting singles yeah. is uh, Matador and The Frame 2R. Yeah, which is weird. It is. This a, is a weird one. It is I a like very it. weird one, but I love it. I just love how like different it is and standout it is. The sounds of it is just are just brilliant. I'm not generally one for music like that but it's just so interesting what yeah, they've done it with is. it I mean, and in one of them you hear a bit of Alex Turner rapping a bit well one of the main kind of influences they began adopting from here on out is as you see by the Dizzy Rascal yeah, yeah. feature is rap they, well they, they had they, a bit of it I think in the vocals of the first one a little um, bit it wasn't really singing but yeah. it wasn't it, in fact, really it was very garage influenced kind more, of the street stuff more fast speaking yeah, kind of like the Sounds streets like and Marty stuff Bum, I think Marty Bum is the only one I would classify from the original one. Interesting. Well, so, we've got... That comes out. Yeah. For, fuck knows why. Uh, it's cool. It's unique. But then we, we get a flurry of... I think it's, these are two more singles. Yeah, I'm not sure... They're like EPs. About the release order. Yeah, they're like EPs, but they're classified as singles. And you've got some... Brilliant songs. Yeah. Weirdly so. Yeah. One of my all-time favourite songs that no one has ever heard of is on the uh, favourite... Not, not the... The Last Adolescent. single. Is the, the Bakery. Single. Yeah, The Bakery's amazing. Like, just never... They've only played it once. Why does it exist and, and why is it so good and how is it just on a single? Why is it on a single? Why, You're talking... It's like why, four only, songs on some of these. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's an EP, genuinely. Yeah. And, like, I don't know why it's not classified as one, but... Uh, hey ho. It's probably some statistic they had to click off. It's cool. Well, maybe they might have had like a do it legally. They had to release a certain amount of uh, singles. Yeah, I'd and assume, then they were just like, oh, we've got EPs. On I feel album. like they were probably limited on the album length. Yeah. So they did this to kind of possibly yeah. Um, because but, the commercial success they were having at this time is fucking mad. Yeah. Then uh, another single. Yep, Teddy Picker. Yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. Great song. We'll I get to that. I forgot about this one as well. Yeah. Like, that is brilliant When you song. look through the B-sides... So again, when we talk about singles, the B-sides are kind of the most worth mentioning. Yeah, because no one really knows of them. Yeah, and also because when we talk about the album, we can go a bit into it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. the album. Yeah. Favourite Worst Nightmare. I think this is probably one of my favourite Arctic Monkey albums. Fair. It's very fucking See, good. It's the, my favourite commercial album, I think. Yeah. I like the album cover. The album cover is brilliant. Like the album cover. Have you have you ever had the vinyl? No. In the vinyl, you get a little poem on it as well. well. You open it up and you get the full house. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, amongst them dressing up as clowns, being freaks, all this shit, so this <laughs> album comes out, you press play, right, so the, the album cover is just kind of a generic kind of townhouse in England, which... they have done up. And got some sort of artist, I remember. It's go. an actual place. Yeah, I mean, it just I looks like a house. It's There's so a cool. funny video of them like going around the house with little uh, baby face Alex Turner and uh, Nick O'Malley. And like, they're just reacting, going around the place and looking That's at cool. every detail. Because it's, it's like a, there's more than what you see on the album cover. Yeah. It is just a full-on thing that they just took snippets of, basically. That's cool. So, you press play, you're like, yeah. oh, you know, I love I loved the last time, I love Mardi Bum, a certain yeah, romance yeah. when the sun goes down. You start it, <laughs> <That>. yeah, genuinely <laughs> the fastest song they've ever made. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I think the most impressive drumming one. Dumb. Oh yeah, it unites lovers of all genres yeah. with how fucking rapid it is. Yeah. It's quick. The guitar riffs are sharp, so sexy, rapid. And then he goes, Brian. It's yeah. just goofy. It's about a guy they met. It's impressive how he sings and plays that guitar riff it as is, well. Because yeah. that is, to play that guitar riff constantly, it takes some practice and to remember yeah. all the lyrics on top of that. Because this is a fast sung song. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's mainly one riff, but there is more guitar but work going on to it, it as does, he does it. It works. It works because it's brilliantly. catchy. Yeah. But then, this see, this is where and, this album's more unique. Yeah. The dynamic range, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, unless, not in a literal sense, as in it goes from <laughs> songs like this to songs like The Only Ones, the ones Who, who know, know, which is yeah. no drums or any. No, just no drums or So it's mellow. Just, yeah. It's and then, just some. Uh, you just hear some. A- it's ambient. Yeah. And then there's elements it. of like funk, and not funk, so not literally. Yeah. Fluorescent no. Adolescent has the funkiest bass line. Like, yeah. Bros put stank on it. Shout out Nick like, O'Malley, by the way. He's here for this one. Oh, yeah. He's just in the corner. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I meant the album, but he's also in the room, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, God. There's so much to talk about this album. Yeah, there is. Five oh five, one of their <sighs> biggest songs. Uh, the start of it is inspired by Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Do you know the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yes. It's inspired. Right. Do you know the, the the scene where they all look at each other. And it's actually that's where they got the. Oh right, yeah, that that's makes cool. sense. Yeah. Uh, well, and Miles Kane normally plays the yeah. guitar solo for that. No, he does. They always get him out. Yeah. Uh, big tracksuit wearing Miles if Kane. He's, if he's about. Yeah. Well, well, Generally is. Miles Kane. Um, Kind of friend of the, not the show. Fuck no, me, friend of the band, no. uh, um, songwriter. Kind of, bro, yeah. just exists. Oh, yeah, we'll go into that yeah. very soon. We will. We um, will a bit more. Yeah, that's because probably the, the next kind of the between, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, um, I love this album, and and yeah, it was just a progression, really. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of. I compare it to the, like how definitely maybe. Uh, uh, well, more and glory comes after them. Definitely, maybe yeah. I say it's the same thing here. Yeah, and how and like they they they're similar in so many aspects, but they fine tune what worked. I think. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like Drake. Uh, <laughs> funnily enough, that links later. Um, yeah, it's kind of the one two, isn't it? That one yeah. two punch. Yeah, I think it's more that it happened. They just didn't stop. That's kind of why kept because going. Uh, that's well, why it is, sounds. They didn't stop it still is distinctively different. And one of the things that makes Active Monkeys fascinating is every album is a progression. Yeah. Which this, this is album really still is. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love this record. Yeah. But then, so, I mean, this is, this. if we ever, again, it's just a beautiful album, but after this you get a bit of a weird one. Well, I'm just going to talk about some other releases that happened yeah. after this, which... Are a bit well. One of them's their first live album, Live at Apollo. Yeah. Which is from 2007, but it was released in 2008 when it was mastered and everything. Yeah. But it's one of their best performances if you've ever seen it. Like, yeah, it's good. Everything on point. And then, <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, <laughs> that cover one. Was that not for like a uh, compilation album? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Was in it like a Brit uh, compilation or something? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was called the Older Age. Yeah. And it is it. I like it just because it's it, it's just like why it's funny. It's like it's, it's so out of nowhere, it's, but it's it, I like it for that one reason. It's funny, yeah. I respect um, the playing, but going from Diamonds Are Forever, yeah, we go into the Last Shadow Puppets. We do, we speak, uh, which is a little side project. So of, featuring singer of other band, Miles Kane. Uh, what were they called? The Rascals. The Rascals, singer of the Rascals, yeah. Miles Kane, just friends. Um, Weird. They release. It's no, no, no. It's a good album. The age of, of the understatement. understatement. Yeah, it's a great album. It's up there as well. Yeah, um, it's weird. It influences are so removed I, from Arctic Monkeys. I love it. No, so do I. But it sounds like a Bond like theme. Oh no, it's hundred yeah. percent. The the influence relates later is, on as well. It does. Yeah. yeah. The influences are kind of Bond themed. There's David Bowie influence here. There's oh, a yeah. Who well, it is. there's. A, there's a Bowie cover in it. There is, though. Yeah. Well, that's in the single, is it not? I don't know, I but I've heard the, it. I think it's in the single they released okay. it. So it's not in the album, I think. I mean, we'll, we'll get... This is kind of right. If you look at the Arctic Monkeys as a narrative, this, the last Shadow Puppets run, runs alongside Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Now, the thing that makes it so fascinating is in this album, you hear 
Western inspired guitars you hear. A lot of the Western stuff. A lot of unique shit. There's yeah. a lot of almost Baroque ideas that they'll refine in the next well, album. We won't get to talk about yeah, today. Yeah. But this starts off effectively the quest line that leads to Arctic Monkeys yeah. where they are now. Well, which this is weird. Came from because they just really like westerns and that yeah, as well. Which like, is it was cool. just like what they watched growing up. Which, looking back at British TV, there's quite a lot. Of them. There is, and it also makes sense given Five Hundred Five has yeah, an yeah, intro yeah. based like off a progression of the it. Good, which bad, nuclear. Yeah, you can just. That's what I like about the band a lot. You can always see where things come from. Generally, from where they are. Um, yeah. So I think that basically sums. I think that basically sums up the first era. It does, because generally you describe the uh, each evolution of the of the yeah years from here on as every album is kind of an era. Every it, everyone's like just everything changes basically. Yeah, it does. And this is the first we're about to see the first time well, happens. It doesn't happen really between the first two albums yeah, it because doesn't. it's just right after each other. Mm-hmm. But then they they it's like a year break kind or something. The age of the understatement is kind of the first. Departure, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. still kind of there. But it was still just like a little side project yeah, exactly. at first, so no one really knew what to then think of it. Then it took a year. Yeah. Or two. Yeah. Um, it, what time are we on? Uh, so, Age of Understatement oh, Under Statement uh, 2 uh, was released in 2000. I know. Um, we are at about an hour in, I think. Okay, okay, we'll do, we'll do the next album, and then we can do the split. Yeah. Because this will be more than one episode. Yeah. So, they took a year. At which point, uh, one of the kind of... Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age yeah. kind of kidnapped them. Took them to the US. He in did. In the desert. Into a desert. And uh, forced uh, music down their and heads. And you can tell. Yeah. He some, made Alex Turner Black embrace. Sabbath. Yeah. Um, what else did they make them listen to? There was another one, quite a notable one. Nick Cave. There you go. Well, Which that'll they, come in soon. They'll, they they knew that. quite we'll a lot that. about him already. Yeah, but but you kind of did. It's kind of natural. But it was more. It's more popular, I think. So it was yeah. even more down there. There's a lot of other bands as well that they're yeah. introduced to, and like just to upgrade their style and more guitar effects. Yeah. There. Well, I mean, that's one of you, Josh Homme's a weird person because yeah. he has a he has a very distinctive everything he touches, even if it doesn't sound similar, you can tell. Yeah. So. At Queens of the Stone Age, I actually don't. Well, I do like them, but not that much. I like I a like, couple albums. I like a couple of their songs, really. That's yeah. I've never really listened to them. I've seen a few live footage of them, and I'm just like... They're cool. I like a, a few. All right, I can see why people like them. Yeah. They're a couple but of them. Like, but Josh Homme kind of... He lays his influence on this album. He makes yeah. them embrace vocal styles. But and this, the I'm, album that came after... I'm kind of happy for it. Cause oh, it's my favourite. Is I think my favorite Arctic Monkey album. Good boy. Flourish album. Right answer. Not Flourish album. Favorite worst nightmare. Yeah. Is my favorite critical, like critically acclaimed album. Yeah. But Humbug's not really popular. The first one that I I like deep dive. Like I just like the whole track. Everything. There's just there's so much going on, Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about now. like new direction. Yeah, I mean, so we've just had the energetic eyes and that, and then yeah, yeah. you've got Brit this pop, moody new, new Britpop era, and then yeah, it's just you now you've got this moody kind of almost depressive. Yeah, I think that's and lyrically well. abstract record. Yeah, see, uh, one thing I want to point out about the 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 lyrics in this album is you can see them later on as we go down because these do not make much sense. No, no. I, I was listening to today. I was just like. What the fuck is he singing yeah, about? Yeah, for a lot of it. I mean, so the first track... Well, what are the singles for it? Because there's a few right. B-sides worth okay. mentioning. Uh, I believe it's only two singles. Crying oh, Lightning. Well, right. There was a single released a year after the album came out, for oh. whatever reason. Which, which is one? confusing. My Propeller. That's weird. I've got up there as well. That's really um, weird. Yeah. That really... That really... I was like, really? Yeah. But apparently, yeah. I, it might be released in certain countries or something. Yeah, I might, I the site I was looking at might have been wrong or something. So the first got, one, Crying Lightning. Ooh, one of the my baseline. favourite Arte Bunky songs. Yeah, the, the baseline on this song is ridiculous. I properly learned through, I think. Yeah. And like, learned the, the chords and everything Yeah, same. I used to get my loop pedal yeah. and I'd play the baseline, then I'd play the lead and then I'd play the... No, I'd play that riff then I'd play the yeah. lead. Fuck. See, yeah. But not only does it have Crying Lightning, it, it also has, has a cover song on it. And which is just no. phenomenal. 
One, so it's red right hand. Yeah. No, Nick Cave is up there. Is one of my favorite artists of all time. And Red Right Hand is off one of my favorite of his albums. Most likely now, known for the Peaky Blinders. Yeah, region. yeah, it is. To be fair. Oh, I suppose I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so yeah. you'll probably all know it because Peaky Blinders. This song's on Peaky. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Version's on, version's on it. So is well. Crying Lightning. Yeah. Uh, ah, so is Arabella. Yeah. Basically, every song on AM. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so this is. I mean, their take on Red Right Hand is. Oh, it's love quick. It. I love it. Yeah. Have you seen the live performance for it? Yeah, There's, I have. Is it the is it iTunes or something? Aye. Like it's brilliant. Yeah. The thing is. Red Right Hand, the normal, the, the uh, not actual, the non-cover song is moody. Yeah, and it's kind of slow. It's slow. They just go like, yeah, let's put a catchy riff, but not in like that. They make it rapid yeah. and hearty. Yeah, yeah. The, I love the vocal line on it though. It's oh, so. harsh. I think I describe it. Alex Turner does it well. Yeah, it really. He just for the era it's in, it just yeah. suits it so well. Hundred uh, percent. Then the second single, uh, Cornerstone. Oh my god, I forgot this song. Yeah. The weird ass video where he's in a white room I singing that to a video. box. Yeah. That is probably going to be my next Halloween costume. That, no, um, that's fair. Get the little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's so good. Um, this was his first ever. Like, it, you see a little trend where he starts to challenge himself to write a song about something. Yeah, that's what you'll Conor see it later on the second scene. Yeah. It's, he's it, like, write he, a song in a minor key, write it in like a morning. He, he was like, write. A major happy major love song basically yeah which he could he, i don't think he's ever done before yeah at this point it is like the most sort of well the lyrics are a bit weird weird it a was bit. always the one where i Very remember weird. the first time i listened to it i started laughing so i was like what like what the fuck he's talking about some sister loving yeah and i'm just like it's so weird there's a there's a acoustic version that he's recording and he, it, when it ends it's like that's a true story you know or something oh i've heard it yeah yeah, yeah. and I, that so just makes weird. me laugh i don't i mean it's a great song i think that, that, that that's this is where the lyrics kind of get weird. go in a weird direction even like crying lightning had quite weird well, lyrics. well there's a you song on this album so out. humbug came out in 2009, 2009 there's yep. one song specific they are actually, you could say Portion Approach and you could say The Jewelers Hands. There's one song I would specifically say has weird lyrics and in fact has chicken a rap the, verse in it. first, The Chicken Out of the Kid? Yeah. Uh, pretty Visitors. <laughs> pretty Visitors. It's fucking weird. Also, he spits bars. Yeah. It's rapid. It's strange. It's got a slide in it for some um, reason. It's... I think the most like Queens of the Stone Age inspired oh, song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that riff is powerful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's kind of the first song you see where Alex Turner doesn't need to play guitar while they perform it yeah that, that, is, that is doesn't weird. sound it but it is significant yeah yeah and it, it does make a big impact later on yeah especially when he's wearing a tank top yeah <laughs> get to that well not this episode you won't but yeah so Humbug is yeah. my favourite Arctic Monkeys album it's um, moody it's slow it wasn't as popular it wasn't as successful wasn't nearly as popular no. as any of those and got quite review bombed I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah it did and I th- from that point and well another thing to note is they did kind of change the ch- their style quite a bit yeah they did I mean this like, is a complete grew out their departure hair. Um, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Their, changed their, they what went they're long hair and like fucking trench coats yeah, and shit yeah. did you see the, the like there's one point I can't remember which festival it is Alex just has this big poofy hair yeah and it just looks like something from like the Incredibles, that it's woman. It's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah. We we woman in, who designs the suits and that. It just yeah. reminds me of that. I'm just yeah, like, it's, it's so funny. God, that's not that's like a little sheep. Yeah, it's weird. Um, right, turn that we have my propeller. Yeah. Coming out, which so is a album. bit of an odd one to release after album. Maybe it was like the best, maybe uh, like acclaimed song. People were liking it because it does have quite a good intro to it. It does. It it's a good single as yeah. well, isn't it? Well. A funny if you've watched those vlogs that Matt yeah. Harris had done there's a funny point where he starts talking about this song because he's laughing at the audience because they, they always start jumping into it yeah and then after that we intro bit they're like oh it's done yeah and then like they just stop completely and there's just footage of it right after he says that and it's just quite hilarious yeah and that basically sums up the humbug era it does it's just um, weird it's trippy it's vaguely more psychedelic yeah and he's so it's quite far away from Favourite Worst Nightmare yeah, and the I first mean, album. Yeah, I mean, considering... Well, there no, is but, so it is quite far away, two right? years. Yeah, but two years later, they brought the next album, and it's somehow, well, impossibly far away. I think it's... 
well, compared from Favourite Worst Nightmare, yeah, but you can see where it comes from off from Humbug. So because of well, we'll get to it. Yeah, but the well, more we, American well, influences. Yeah, I. Well, we'll talk about that episode. When, we'll talk about our next episode when yeah. we get to it. Exactly. That was half of that. Well, it wasn't. It's like well, a bit of Arctic Monkeys. We only got to the second, like, my, my second note, basically. Wow, that's quite funny. <laughs> that's how much is to say about it, though. So, next well, episode... We did cover eight years, basically. Yeah, we did. And next episode, we'll be doing their most popular album, some of their weirdest music, yeah. some of their poppiest but not more successful music. A bit more side projects as and well. And then potentially we'll be getting to some lounge jazz. Lounge jazz. Or space lounge jazz as well. Yeah, now, <laughs> we've both got an outro. We, we kind of planned an outro, you can say. Uh, I'll say mine little one first. So thank you all for listening to Mad Sounds Podcast. Social medias will be linked, as you all know. Episode every Monday, Gas Park. Um, keep the change. Thank you all for listening. I love you. Good night. We have been the Mad Sounds Podcast. Don't believe the hype. That's have a I, joke. I said that correctly. I can't remember. I don't know. Thank you all for listening. Right, cheers. Love.